0: Well, hey there, preachers. Today uh, we are going to be covering topic number one, sermon number one, in the Sermon Link series called The Church Jesus Envisioned. And joining me for these three uh, preacher's podcasts as we help you think through how to preach this series is John Swan. John is our catalyst in the Midwest region. And John, the reason I wanted you on this isn't because you're necessarily a preacher, because you're not. You don't preach, even though you certainly can. Uh, You know the Word of God, and you've got passion for it. But it's because I want to make sure that as we unpack this really powerful three-week series, that pastors understand the point behind preaching this um, kind of foundational sermon in their church. And, and the point, John, I'm going to let you speak to this before we even get to this first topic. The point is, we're trying to get church members to understand that the church Jesus envisioned is different than most churches in America today. What do we mean by that?
1: Mm, yeah. Well, I, I think there's this, um, I think if a, a lot of preachers or even congregants are are honest they leave church and and they feel like maybe there is something missing right and um you know the church that i felt that way for a a long time and um i mean i I was not that i was a part of any churches that i didn't think were preaching the word um that were you know aligning themselves with just good good scripture and, and doctrines it's just that people weren't actually out making disciples and it was more of a um you know 10 steps to be a better dad better parent better christian all about kind of um making my own life better um but there wasn't that purposefulness of then stepping out to help people who are far from god come to know god and so um i started to do that in in, you know in my own life and um especially when i came back to the church so grew up in the church um and, uh, didn't know Jesus kind of that whole story. I won't get into all that, but then came, came back, came to faith really and got back plugged into a church and kind of was a little bit disheartened, I guess, to, to, I thought, boy, now that I get it, I, everybody here obviously gets it. And we're all going to be out sharing Jesus with everybody. And, and, uh, it just didn't happen that way. And I actually kind of developed a little, I personally developed a little chip in my shoulder around that too that God had to deal with. So it was part of my process anyway, or my my journey.
0: So really some of the language, John, that we use is um, consumers versus producers, right? So, and you, we might not use those that language in the first lesson of this thing, but we're just talking to preachers right now, making sure they understand, you know, I think what happens is the church is, is got a lot of consumers consuming a product, consuming a message and and nobody's out there actually making disciples. Everyone's just viewing church as you show up, you listen to a sermon, you you pat the preacher on the back and you go home. And and so what and this is something you and I are passionate about. What we're trying to do in this series is get people, get the congregation to understand that's actually not the church Jesus envisioned. He didn't envision the church that we seem to have that's normal in in the culture today where where everybody just it turns this into this this consumer everyone's a consumer and they're consuming the product and the product is a sermon or a or a worship set right mm-hmm. and then and then they go away whether they're changed or not they go away never thinking to themselves Matthew 28 that that Jesus wants me to be in the game, helping people, helping people pursue God, and so that's the idea of this whole sermon series. And we're not saying the church is bad. We, we don't mean to. We don't mean to sound like we hate the church. We love the church. Jesus loves the church. The church is the bride of Christ. But we want to make sure people get a better vision for what the church is supposed to be. Sure, and and I would I would say just to uh, give the
1: people in the pews a little credit. You know, there's people going home and they are becoming better husbands, better fathers, you know, and better at their jobs and applying what they learn at church. But, um, that, that piece where it's connected to helping someone else, uh, come to know the Lord is, is missing. And, and like you said, um, that has been essentially, um, handed off to, well, that's the professional, that's the professional Christian's job, the, the, the pastors and yeah. the church. And
0: so. and we'll get into that even a little more in the second topic of the second sermon in the series. But so, so I get, I get, this is, there's going to be a little setup here, I guess, John is, we're still talking to the preacher right now under making sure you can wrap your mind around where we're going in this whole series. I agree, John, that the problem isn't specifically the congregation wanting to be consumers. I think, and we'll see this in chapter in in series, and we'll see this in lesson two. The first problem is that pastors aren't doing their job. Mm. And so the pastors are making it all about consuming, people consuming off of them. So we're going to get to all of these topics in this series. And I guess, John, before we even get into the first lesson then, which is about the strategy of Jesus, um, I guess maybe let's talk for a moment to the preacher. It should Should the preacher do anything before they preach this sermon series? Is this... Is Maybe some preachers are listening to this saying, maybe I don't want to preach this quite yet. This sounds kind of radical. This sounds kind of like uh, life, potentially like vision altering for a preacher to preach this sermon series. Would you agree with that?
1: Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, to your question, should a preacher do anything? I think, you you know, you got to eat your own cooking. So um, I I think preachers need to get in the game themselves. in in terms of one on one discipling relationships and um, experience that before they can you know dish that out to the people in the pews.
0: Yeah, and, and specifically in now preachers, you can preach this whole series really without talking about the pursue God tools, but but really the point of this series is for you to start rolling out the strat, you know, using the pursue God strategy of disciple making. So maybe for you before you even before you even keep listening to this make sure that you go to the training the training category at pursue and look through some of those training tools you know which talks about the the why why make disciples what a disciple is and how to make disciples using the pursue god tools because really I think John not to get ahead of ourselves but the perfect scenario would be, that your church is ready to do like at the end of this three-week series that maybe you have scheduled a, a Saturday morning training workshop where you can train anyone who wants to um, become a disciple maker after this series that they can go to this training workshop and learn, you know, go through the training modules at PursueGod.org to learn how to actually start putting into practice um, the, the lessons in this three week series. Would you agree with that, John?
1: Oh, I think that's a great idea. In fact, that's how I actually got started and kind of, uh, found your resources and was that, that, that very example. Um, you know, I, I stumbled upon the training and, um, invited another brother into it and, um, be not, and not in pretty short order. We were, we we're out making disciples.
0: Yeah, and so. so so for all of you pastors out there who are going to preach this, maybe you found this this sermon series in our resources, you know, this seems like a good idea. Again, this could be very dangerous for your church, <laughs> right? To to preach this sermon series, because what I what I think what I predict will happen is that there'll be a small percentage of the people in your church who are moved by this three week series and they wanna be a part of the solution. So I think you need to make sure that you have the next steps ready to go. And so, again, what I would recommend you do is, if you, if you haven't already done this, is to click on Join the Network on, on, uh, in the More menu on our Net, Pursue God Network site. Make sure to talk to John or myself or one of our other catalysts about, hey, I want to make sure that we're ready, to, we're ready with the, the workshop. We're ready with the training um, so that we have a real practical next step when this sermon series is over because I think this could be a powerful sermon series to preach um it's a really start to catalyze a discipleship culture in your church but it's not going to happen overnight right John it's a slow process you you're not don't don't think that you're going to that this is, this preaching this sermon series is going to start a revival and everyone's going to suddenly be making disciples because it, that'd be great if it happened like that, but it probably is going to happen in a little bit more of a slow rollout. You're going to be discipling a few people. They're going to get in the game and start discipling a few people. And pretty soon it's, it's going to become a virus that spreads through your church. Right. And I would add to that, even, even if you do it that way,
1: Mm -hmm. if you, if you, if it spreads, like you said, Brian, like a virus, um, you're still going to have people that From their perception, the moment that you really get behind it as a church, the moment um, you begin to uh, give license with your language from the pulpit, um,
0: it's still going to hit them like a ton of bricks. Right. And be be prepared for that. Right. That's okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, this this was John, this is officially the longest intro before we even get to uh, talking about the sermon itself. But hopefully that was helpful for pastors and preachers who are going to preach this. So, if you're still listening and you still want to preach this series, um, the 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 sort of the flow of this of this series, there's three lessons. The first one is we're going to talk about the strategy of Jesus, so we're going to sort of be setting people up um, that's that Jesus was a strategist and he wanted to make disciples who make disciples and then the second sermon in the series we're going to talk we're going to we're going to sort of dive into Ephesians chapter 4 that section in scripture that that describes the church that Jesus envisioned right and then finally in the last lesson the last installment of this sermon series we're going to talk about how to actually make disciples so the last sermon John is it's almost like a preview of our training of some of our training, right? Where we get into some of the specifics of making disciples through what we call conversational disciple making. So again, preachers can preach this and and without really specifically mentioning Pursue God resources, but that's not really the point. The point is to The point is to kind of turn people on to what we call conversational disciple making, and the Pursue God resources are these, you know, these really simple resources to to empower these conversations on over three thousand topics, so that people it, it becomes a little bit easier for people to make disciples who eventually make disciples because it's this conversational discipleship thing. Okay, so it's. That's kind of the arc of the series, John. Anything you want to add to that before we jump into uh, this first topic, the strategy of Jesus? Um,
1: you know, I guess I would just kind of add the obvious that where we're going with this series is that discipleship would become the norm, Mm. right? And so the the irony is that you wouldn't really need this series. If that was the case. Right. And even, even the language we use around disciples who make disciples, it's kind of like calling a, uh, It's like making sure you def- define a, a circle as round. Mm. And it kind of points to the fact that we need to bring clarity to what discipleship is and help clarify that win. And that's also part of part of this is that you would clarify that win for people um, and, and give them the easy steps to do it. Mm -hmm. to equip them and empower them to do it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, you know, one of the things we talk a lot about in our resources is this, this discovery principle that, that people discover truth over, over time, usually through conversation. The other irony is we're trying to use a sermon to help people discover the importance of conversations, not just Mm -hmm. sermons. And so, so preachers remember that you're unfolding some of these insights to your congregation over the course of three weeks, but it's really way more than three weeks. You know, the outcome of this sermon series is then they're going to start, they're going to say, wow, I never even thought of it like that. I never even realized that 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 I'm not supposed to just be a consumer or that I've been doing church wrong. And and then by the end of this is they've got a real practical so what ne- what do i do now right is now i'm going to start being a disciple maker and these tools really make it easy for me to do that in my home in my workplace you know in church in my small group whatever and so so pastors just pace yourself this is probably John you and i need this more than anyone pace yourself because the more passionate you are about disciple making then then the more likely it is that you're going to try to cram this truth down somebody's throat and they're not going to be really processing it quick enough to even for it to be any good for their life right sure sure okay guilty guilty. and and so i'll
1: just make a public apology for all those (laughs) (laughs) that that i've crammed uh tried to cram it down your throat um yeah
0: yeah so the point of this series is to is to slowly unfold an understanding from the pulpit but, but that understanding from the pulpit isn't going to be enough. And so just go into it with that in mind. It's There's going to be a lot of work to do even after you preach this three-week series. A lot of work to do. And a lot of that work is going to, ha- is going to happen through disciple-making relationships, right? One conversation at a time for the next six months or however long, right? Until more and more people really get it and start making disciples in their life. Okay, so... Topic number one is, is all about the strategy of Jesus, right? So that's the title of topic number one. The The idea is this. The big idea is this. Jesus was a rabbi, a prophet, and the Son of God, but he was also a strategist. So, John, my hook for this is going to be to—before we even get to these, these points, these four points in the sermon, is to get people to think— You've probably heard a million sermons on Jesus, the prophet, Jesus, the teacher, Jesus, the son of God, Jesus as God himself, and all that stuff is true. But maybe you've never heard a sermon on the fact that Jesus was also a strategist. And so we want people to think, what? What are you talking about? Jesus was a strategist. And, and I might even just go ahead and say it. His strategy was to disciple of 12 guys who would disciple a few more guys who would disciple a few more guys, and then this thing would just spread through the world right,
1: yeah, and it's not rocket science it's not like you have to be uh God to get this strategy <laughs> I mean this strategy is used all over in the world it's kind of been in in some ways kind of stolen from us, yeah, and- we, yeah, it's work in other places and and we've got to get back to it right.
0: Yeah so let's let's so the first point so that's the hook and then the first the first point put the slide up for this if you want to but whatever the first point is Jesus invited regular guys to be like him and we're talking about Matthew 4 uh, 18 through 20 where you know Jesus in, invites these fishermen what how would you preach this point John you know, Jesus invited regular guys, because what I think is someone is listening to your hook that Jesus was a strategist. He wants to make disciples who make disciples who make disciples. And probably the very first thing someone's thinking sitting there is, I could never do that. I'm mm. not a preacher. I'm not I don't know the Bible. Right. So we're almost this first point is almost addressing this, I think one of the biggest hurdles people have to get over, which is who me? No way. I couldn't do this. Sure. Sure. And I, I think,
1: uh, if I were to preach a message around this, which like you, you mentioned, I am just, I am just a fisherman. I am just a normal guy. Um, but, um, I, I think I would focus on, on that very fact that these guys were, were average guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know, I would, I would preach a little bit around, um, you know, their education, their, yep, uh, you know, the, the, difference between them and the Pharisees.
0: Yeah, that's right.
1: That that kind of thing.
0: Yeah, that so. Jesus didn't go to Pharisees, he went to fishermen, which is really interesting. He didn't go to the quote-unquote qualified. So I would say to the congregation, you might be sitting here thinking we're we're starting this three-week series and and right off the bat you're 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 nervous and you feel unqualified and I just want to start the first thing I want to say is Trust me, you're more qualified than Jesus's first disciples. They were fishermen. They they couldn't read. <laughs> they 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 had no clout. They had no. They had. I mean, they sure they they probably understood the God of the Old Testament as much as anyone going to synagogue would. So uh, to your point, Brian, what about the the idea that Jesus is
1: also modeling for them how they're going to do it with someone else? Yeah. So, yep. so I guess what I'm saying is. I think, I think for people to go, yeah, I, okay, I get it. I'm a regular person. They were regular people. Mm-hmm. Yep. See to that point, but it's that next that next step of, well, okay, how do how do I actually do this? Then how do I fish fishermen? for men? And again, I'm probably getting way ahead, but that's probably where their mind's going to start going. Is yeah, and I think you, how do I, I throw bait in the water?
0: Yeah, and I think maybe you even just say now, don't you know? In this first point, now don't freak out. We've got we're going to talk about how we did it. We're going to talk about. How you can do it? We're gonna we're gonna talk about all of that in this series, but I think the the what you you know maybe you 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 set up the teaser for that, but you just say what I would do is look at my congregation to say the the point I want you to understand is that Jesus invited regular guys. I think that's the emphasis, regular guys. And I I see I'm looking out there right now in this congregation, and I see no offense, I see a lot of regular guys. I don't see a lot of geniuses out I mean whatever I mean if you have the ability to say that I would probably in my congregation is I see some of you are you're you're you know some smoke coming out of your ears right now thinking wait a second you want me to to make fi- to make fishers of men to fish for men and I say yes that is what Jesus envisioned he didn't just envision that you come and listen to me preach a sermon I don't want you to think about anyone else right now. I want you to think about you. Jesus, imagine Jesus is talking to you, and the first thing He says to you is, "Follow Me," and I'm gonna make I'm gonna make you a disciple maker, you know. And God, that is the message of Jesus for you right now. I want you to hear that, and I want you to experience all the anxiety that comes with that, (laughs) because I'm I'm sure the fishermen had a lot of anxiety right there.
1: Right, right,
0: and like. Yeah, do you so, so that you're, it's still kind of almost you're setting up this whole sermon series and people are like, I wouldn't even know how to do that. We'll get to that. We'll get to that, right? I think that's what you might even say at this point. Well, I like what you said about
1: essentially embrace the anxiety around this. There's an opportunity to step out in faith um, and, and courageously you know, deal with that fear essentially. So I like that, yeah.
0: Okay, then you move on to the second of four points in this sermon that Jesus boiled down – faith to two simple commandments love god and love people so that so here's where we're exposing people right off the bat to the uh, you know the greatest commandment Matthew 22 the Pharisees come to him and they try to trap and it's interesting again it's the Pharisees that are trying to trap him and and at this point the fishermen are his disciples who are following him and they're they 're basically saying they 're asking almost like a theological problem they 're trying to draw him into a theological debate because again, John, I think people listening to the sermon right now are who feel this anxiety are thinking i 'm not, not your guy i 'm not your guy i don 't know enough i don 't know enough i don 't know, know enough doctrine." So what what I, how I would preach this point, John, is I would, I would probably say, you know, maybe read that passage that the Pharisees come and they try to trap him. What's the most important commandment? And probably just, I would almost shift the focus now to the disciples who are there with Jesus, listening to his response. And probably Peter's over there saying, wait, what are the Ten Commandments again? What are the Ten Commandments again? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't even know if I could... I don't even know if I could quote the Ten Commandments. I wonder what Jesus is going to say here. Oh, man, I, I don't think I'm qualified. I don't think I can make disciples. I don't, like, I'm not smart enough. These Pharisees are so much smarter than I am. So, so what I'm doing is I'm trying to get in the shoes of the disciples before I even read Jesus' response to that. And so, and again, I'd, I'd probably play this up and I would say that, G, you know, that Peter or that John, they're thinking, I don't even know how to read I don't even know how to read. How mm-hmm. am I gonna make? How am I gonna fish for men? Like, how would I disciple that Pharisee? He knows so much more than I know. And you, they haven't even heard Jesus' response yet. But you know, maybe play up the fact that they're thinking about. I don't even know very much doctrine. I never even went to seminary. I, you know, I didn't even go to school for this. I, you know, who am I? You know, so, you know, the anxiety that the disciples might still be feeling here, and then they hear Jesus' response. And his response isn't, you need to know the difference between Calvinism and Arminianism, or you need to you need to understand dispensationalism, or you need to be able to explain the Trinity or whatever, right? That, that his response is so simple. He says, love God, love people. And now Peter says, okay, that I can do. I can love God and I can love people that I can do. And now Peter starts to realize he is the right guy and that, oh, wait, this Pharisee never even thought about that, loving God and loving people. All he's thinking about is doctrine and knowledge and this separation between him and all the peons, all the fishermen, and that these Pharisees don't actually even love God or love people. So maybe they're not qualified and maybe I am qualified because I'm just a regular, going back to the first point, because I'm just a regular Guy. And so now you look at the congregation and you say, guys, release that anxiety. You're a regular guy, but Jesus can use you under one condition. Well, two conditions. You have to love God and love people. So the question is, do you love God? And then the second question is, are you willing to just love people? That's what qualifies you to get in the game and make a disciple.
1: Yeah. And I I think. Maybe also you could you could address the idea that some people may be thinking, I don't know if I can love God and love people. Mm. Right. And that that's okay because yeah. they can't do it in their own power and 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 maybe maybe there's there's an opportunity there to speak to the fact that ultimately this is Jesus loving through you um, and you you surrendering. I don't I don't know.
0: Yeah, no, that's good. I think that's great. And I might even add to that. And I've done this before from the stage, is I would add to that, so if you are here and you have all kinds of knowledge and understanding and you know the Bible cover to cover, but you don't love people, then I don't want you to make disciples yet. You're, you're not the guy I'm talking to. Because really, there's only a handful of people that would feel that way. So really what you're doing is you're speaking to the guy who feels unqualified in the shadow of that person. Right, Like the disciples did in the shadow of the Pharisees, and you're saying, "You're not God's guy. I want you to know if you have spiritual arrogance and if you have a ton of knowledge, and if you went to seminary and you under and you're already leading Bible studies or the last church you were at, you led a million Bible studies. if you are spiritually arrogant, I'm not interested in you making disciples yet. I want you to I want you to just I want you to be stripped down to the basics and understand that it's first and foremost about loving God and loving people. And so again, you're not really speaking to anyone in particular, although maybe you and I might have a couple of people in mind when we say that.
1: Yeah, no, I guess I'm speaking a little bit more toward the person who sincerely goes, I, I want to love God and love people, but I don't I just don't think I'm I'm good at it or can't do it. Um I think I, th- and I think maybe the opportunity there is to say, this is what loving people looks like. Yeah. is this, is this model of discipleship. So, um, yeah, that's yeah, good. It needs to be stepped out in faith. In other words, back to the principle that you mature by doing it. Right. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I, I've learned, I'll just, I'm speaking for myself. I've learned to love people better, Brian, through stepping out in faith to, to, mentor and disciple.
0: Yeah, that's good. That's good. That's a good point. And yeah, maybe that kind of that might even be the transition into this third point. And again, there's four kind of main movements in the sermon. The third point is this: the strategy of Jesus went beyond sermons to something more personal. And and what we're talking about is conversations. Cuz remember, preachers want me to hear this. And, and we talk about this a lot in the training, right? That in this this point, I think is probably the main point of topic the first topic in our training topics which is the why behind disciple making the why behind disciple making is why make disciples because um, because well because Jesus wants you to but but really be, be, we kind of unfold chapter 9 Matthew 9 35 through 38 where we talk about the fact that Jesus preaches this great sermon And then he gets really sad because he sees thousands of people who just heard a sermon but walked away without a shepherd. And he says there's there's sheep without a shepherd. In other words, I see all these people that a sermon's not going to be enough for them because because Jesus from the outset knew that his strategy was to empower regular people, fishermen, to go out and shepherd people. So he didn't he doesn't just this is this is kind of the I would say the climax maybe of the sermon John is we're we're building people up to this to this Matthew 9 story that a lot of people maybe have never heard before that that I feel like describes the modern American church. The modern American church is Come to church and I'll preach a sermon and thousands of people might hear this message and go away filled up with information and knowledge and maybe even maybe even feel a little bit of conviction from the Holy Spirit. But then they walk away from church with all these ideas bouncing around in their mind, but no one to unpack them with so that they can really live them out. And that's what a shepherd helps someone to do. That's what a disciple or disciple maker helps someone to do.
1: So yeah, preachers, I, I would uh encourage you to go back to the training page uh at, at um org and, and check out topic 10, um, which is all about the the why in the strategy, which which really goes beyond just the because Jesus said so. Um, um and to Brian's point, this it, it is personal. It's very personal between you mm-hmm. and, and the Lord while you disciple people. And this kind of would get into maybe this uh, John Piper idea and others of Christian hedonism, but the best possible life you could live. In other words, if you really want to consume Christianity and get everything out of it for yourself, you could possibly get, go make some disciples. Yeah, that's good. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. That's a good point. But, but you know, the point, so remember preachers, this is the, I think the climax, remember that the sermon title is, Jesus is a strategist, or this you know the strategy of jesus and and we're this is kind of the first peek at the strategy of Jesus is you know the strategy of Jesus went beyond sermons to something more personal, and what that means is shepherds or disciple makers that he doesn 't want you just to invite people to church to hear me preach a sermon. He wants you you sure, you can do that we encourage you to do that, but then he wants you to shepherd that person because i can 't go home with you. And shepherd that your neighbor, you're going to have to do that. I can't go home with you and shepherd your kids. You're going to have to do that. And and so that's what the Pursue God resources help you to do because it's about helping them really discover the truth of, a, of, a, of the fullest life that you can have in Jesus Christ. And so the strategy of Jesus goes beyond sermons to something more personal. And then we finish the sermon, and this is a little bit more just landing the plane of the sermon, is that Jesus left us with a command, not a suggestion. And so finally now we come to the Great Commission in Matthew 28. So we've looked at the greatest commandment in Matthew 22, and now we're going to look at the Great Commission, you know, which is go make disciples. And so this is the strategy of Jesus. So we invited these regular guys to be like him. He walked with them for three years. He discipled them. He had conversations with him for three years as they did ministry with him and then he left them he didn't stay and keep making disciples because Jesus doesn't make disciples he makes he made a few disciples he doesn't do this anymore he doesn't he's not still on the earth making disciples personally in the flesh he does it through you so he made disciples he made 12 disciples one of them was a dud and then he left with this this commandment not a suggestion with this commandment, go make disciples. And the problem is most people in the church don't do that anymore. And so the st- strategy of Jesus is to make disciples who would make disciples, and that's the church that Jesus envisioned. And, you, and this is where I would just close out the sermon and, and say, we'll talk more about this next week. But I pray that your heart has been stirred to be a disciple maker, to be a part of the church that Jesus envisioned. Let's pray. And then, and then in Sermon 2, you're going to cover some more of this. Yeah, I would
1: also maybe take
0: an opportunity
1: to connect the dots between the Great Commission and the Great Commandment. Yeah. And, and, and just make the point that this is what loving God and loving, loving others looks like. Is making disciples. And because I think a lot of people kind of walk out the building and think, well, I, I, I do that. I love people. I, I put money in the plate when it goes by. I, you know, that kind of thing. So, um, the idea that being obedient, as Jesus
0: said, if you love me, you obey my commands. Right. That's good. So, yeah. All right, so preachers, that's sermon number one, topic number one. Again, it's called The Strategy of Jesus in our uh, sermon link series, The Church, Jesus, Envision. You can find these resources and so much more, find it in our sermon library at PursueGodNetwork.org. God bless you as you preach this sermon. I pray that your church will receive it, and uh, we'll talk to you next time about how to preach uh, Lesson 2 in the series.